We are under this thing called stagflation. What did it mean? It meant that economic activity uh, had flattened, was stagnant, but inflation was out of control, which it was. Uh, and you add the two together, and you had the, they had this thing called, they actually had this. It was called the misery index. How many of you people, other than Dr. Torres, are old enough, uh, uh, are old enough to remember the misery index? The misery index was the measure of this stagflation monster. As a matter of fact, when uh, when then uh, Governor of California, or he was removed, but uh, he wasn't any longer. When Governor of California Ronald Reagan was out campaigning, he would campaign and he would he would quote what the misery index for the day was, and he would talk about stagflation. Um, uh, and, and ultimately, once Reagan was elected, how did they fix it? Well. Uh, I don't have all the details, but Reagan appointed this guy named Paul Volcker uh, to replace the guy that was at the head of the Federal Reserve. What Schiff was just saying here, though, I think you can all see and feel in in your daily experiences. The fact that the price of oil is going up. And you go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Peak driving season is over. Not even you rich bastards out there were taking vacations in September. <laughs> Some of you were taking vacations in August, but not in September. Why is the price of Earl going up? It always goes down after the congressional or during the congressional August recess. That's pretty much the uh, kind of the end of the. That's kind of the end of the what they call the peak driving season. And yet crude oil futures are up a couple dollars a barrel this week alone. So what in the hell is going on? Well, the fact of the matter is, is that they have not gotten inflation in check. That's just and the reason they haven't is because they pumped so much fake money. So much printed, inflated currency into the economy that it hasn't all been spent. And you can't undo some of the damage that's been done. Now, I think this is a recipe for ultimate disaster here. Uh, uh, Because at least in the 1970s, not everyone had credit cards. Not everyone was mortgaged up to the hilt. Not everyone, uh, the, 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 uh, the savings to debt ratio was, even though it wasn't that, it wasn't good during that actual uh, period, 1980, 79, 70, uh, 1980, 81 or so, uh, people still had these things called savings accounts. And they actually had money in them, and banks were still paying uh, rates on savings, on uh, uh, whatever you had in there. You might earn a little something. They were kind of sharing the the loot that they were usury robbing of people through uh, fractional reserve lending. But people, relatively speaking now, to the kind of debt that people are carrying today, that was chump change to what they were carrying back in the, in the, in the, uh, at the end of the 70s and the beginning of the 1980s. If people are digging into savings to keep the spending 
level at the same level they were they were spending six months ago, for example. And you're going like, well, I haven't gotten a raise, <laughs> but I need, uh, but I still need, to, I, I I need to buy this. I got to buy that. I got to buy this. As Schiff was saying, there, well, where are they getting the money from? Yeah, where are they getting it from? Well, they're taking it out of their savings. Either that, or they're maxing out credit cards. You just keep adding, well, you don't have the money for something? Well, just charge it then. This situation here is volatile, and it's not going to get, it's not, it's not going to cure itself. Um, uh, here, let me give you another example of, of just how out of control all of these things seem to be. Yesterday, we have audio of uh, Jean-Pierre boasting and bragging about the United States sending javelin missiles and all other manner of armaments, hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars of new armaments, war-making implements, human-killing machines to Ukraine. And then her saying that we are going to stay there forever, as long as it takes, forever if it's necessary. Well, where's the money coming from to build the new javelins? Where's the money coming from for the F-20s or whatever it is that they're sending? Where's the money coming from to refill the, the, uh, the empty canisters that go into the howitzer shells? Well, it sure as hell isn't coming from the Treasury because the Treasury is $2 trillion upside down. Folks, these people... That, <laughs> To say that our leaders have lost their minds is, is an insult to people that were diagnosed as having lost their minds. Now, you combine all of this with what we began the program with, with the situation of the trial that's going and uh, supposedly going to go on in Atlanta, and you now have the judiciary and the executive branch the executive branch of the federal government and the judicial branch of the federal government and of the state governments now, you have two branches of the federal government now acting in concert together against the legislative branch and against a single candidate, which makes no sense to me. If Trump is all the things that he's accused of being, why are they so desperate to keep him out? You know, it was even being, I, I was watching this, uh, uh, we've had Fox News on for this week, I don't know why, but it had, maybe Justin must have been watching it while we were out. Uh, they're now talking about Kamala La La is being axed if she's ready to take over for the regime leader. There is even a dude that was on OMSNBC that fired a, a, a preemptive strike against Gruesome Newsom, against Gavin Newsomabad, saying that Kamala Lala is our gal. She's the one that's the vice president. She, If Biden can't make it, then she'll run in Biden's steed, and what an awesome president she would make. And it's sexist and racist to have the white guy, why, you can't believe this now, can you? This is a Democrat talking, to have the white guy come in and replace the kind of colored Kamalalala, who, by the way, is not eligible to be vice president or president. There, there, there must be serious discussions going on inside the Democrat Party of, dude, we got to get rid of this Biden guy. He's not going to make it. 
<laughs> He's physically and mentally not going to make it. So here's what the, uh, the, here, judge skeptical as prosecutors claim Trump Georgia trial could take four months. The judge in the, tr in, in, in the case, I want you to listen to this. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Fulton County Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee told the court yesterday uh, in a hearing in regards to motions to sever that were brought by co-defendants uh, Kenneth Cheesebro. <laughs> I wonder if he if he has the uh, the Cheetos mascot tattooed on one of his <laughs> one of his one of his arms. Kenneth Cheesebro and Sidney Powell. The judge denied the request to split the two cases during the hearing. Prosecutors estimated that uh, the trial would take four months and that they call more than 150 witnesses. That is our estimate, Prosecutor Nathan Wade told Judge McAfee uh, during the hearing which they broadcast on his YouTube channel. But McAfee told prosecutors he believes the trial will take twice that long, eight months. Again, that puts it into November 2024. It could easily be twice that, he said. Uh, and then he said this, quote, we're on an expedited timeline with these statutory speedy trial demands. Uh, well, that he plans to press forward and make that October uh, 23rd trial date stick for Cheeseboro and Powell. It's not, and Powell, it's not clear when the other co-defendants will go to trial. Now, this is October the 23rd, he said. I thought they were going to trial in April. The judge also suggested that any trial he conducts could be rendered moot if a defendant successfully appeals to a higher court. Already a federal judge held a hearing in the former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, who is charged in the case. Uh, McAfee then said it could potentially even be a six-month turnaround just for the 11th Circuit to come up with a decision. Where does that leave us in the middle of a jury trial? <clears throat> Uh, Wade, who provided the four-month estimate, said that did not include jury selection and added that whether or not defendants choosing to testify could affect the timing. Another prosecutor, I mean, listen to this incentive. This is nuts. This is, this is absolutely nuts here. Another pr prosecutor, Will Wooten, argued that under the state's RICO Act statute, the defendants should be tried together. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Any uh, any time a person enters into a conspiracy, they are liable for all they have. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, wherever, uh, whenever, and wherever any trial in the case ultimately takes place, jury selection is likely to be a significant challenge. Now, everyone knows who Donald John Trump of Mar-a-Lago is. How are you going to get an impartial jury that knows nothing about any of these cases to actually? Hear it. <laughs> it <laughs> the next sentence is, is bad. Uh, jury selection in a racketeering and gang case brought last year by Ms. Willis began in January and is still ongoing. In another large racketeering case, Ms. Willis tried nearly a decade ago against former Atlantic public school educators. It took six weeks just to see the jury. On Tuesday, Willis's team asked the judge to allow the use of a jury questionnaire that prospective jurors would have filled out before they showed up for a jury selection, writing in a court filing that it will facilitate and streamline the jury selection process. In other words, 
We only want people that are biased against Trump and the defendants to be on the jury. In other words, they want to rig the jury. You know what's going to happen? Are you watching what's happening with the Murdoch case? That trial foreman walked into that jury room and blew the entire case for all of the 11 other jurors by saying that she didn't believe a word that guy said he was a nut or something to the effect. And But she was supposed to be fair and impartial. She wasn't supposed to say peep. She was supposed to go in there and supervise the, the counting of the votes and trying to get to a verdict, which they ultimately did, but it's going to be overturned now. Murdoch is going to walk. This is the justice system in the United States of America in 2023. You have a former president and uh, 20 of his, basically his attorneys, who were giving him legal advice on legal matters, now being told that they got to stand trial. There were 91 total counts being brought here by the same justice system. My point in this is, is the whole damn thing is busted. It's broken. Doesn't mean that there aren't good men and women that are that have made, made their way to the bench. I'm sure there are. That's irrelevant. When the legislature and the executives can use the justices and the justice uh, or the injustice department as their own little playground to seek political revenge against anyone that dares to oppose them. It's over. It's time to it is time to kill this monster. Take it out in the backyard, get a 22 rifle like it's a like it's a wounded rabbit, pet rabbit, put the gun to its head and pull the dang trigger and be done with it. But a better charge play. What will we do to replace? I don't know. This cannot continue. Then you have every entity in the United States, every large entity in the United States today is compromised. All of them. Let's go back to the Liberty gun safe case from yesterday for just a moment. Because maybe you missed it because it was a news flash in the last hour of the broadcast. Nathan Hughes, Nate to his buds, Nathan Hughes has been hunted and hounded by the FBI since Biden, since the Biden regime took power and resolved that it was going to arrest and then incarcerate and ruin the life of every individual who dared to show up on January the 6th, 2021. By the way, I was reading Kyle Serafin, the former FBI, FBI agent, the whistleblower, uh, on Twata yesterday. And then he was reminding people, uh, he goes like, this isn't the first time that we've had violence and people that protested the peaceful exchange of power. And then he showed video after video after video from January the 20th, 2017, which most people seem to have forgotten. On January the 20th, 2017, there were riots all over Mordor on the Potomac River. Entire shops were were vandalized and destroyed. One of them was burned down. There was a there was an attempt to, uh, to get into the Capitol building. This was all Antifa, black masked rioters. These weren't protesters. They were rioting. They were trying to stop Trump from being sworn in. Now, and Seraphine goes like, not one 
of these people were prosecuted for trying to stop the, quote, peaceful exchange of power twixt Obama and Trump. Not one. He said he even arrested some of them who were let go. <laughs> Charges dropped and they were let go. I must also be the only person alive that remembers the P-Hat rally. Do you not remember? This was in January, the, the first weekend after Trump's inauguration. About a half a million outraged former members of Al-Qaeda gathered in the streets of Mordor and the Potomac River to protest Trump's inauguration. Remember, they wore these things called, I, I have to use the, the uh, uh, nondescript terminology, P-hats. <laughs> if you remember what they look like, then you just remember. Uh, am I also the only one that remembers that they stormed the Capitol and they were let in? Hey, 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 no, a bunch of angry, ugly women. <laughs> I'm going to get out of the way. Capitol Hill police just went, hey, man, have at it. It's a Saturday. Nobody's here anyway. The point being is the demons that are in charge are not going to surrender their, their, their cartel. They're not going to surrender their power. That's the point of all this. Everything that's being done to supposedly fix what they have broken is also, they're not going to stop. As I was telling Maggie, the only way we're going to stop trying to kill Russians with the Jew Zelensky and the fodder of Ukrainian boys is if Trump beats Biden or whoever it is that the Democrats offer up as tribute. And that the man is finally, uh, and, uh, that the, the, the regime, which is the result of a coup, is finally removed from power. That's the only way the killing in Ukraine is going to stop. They're not going to stop. There will be shells. There will, there will be armaments that will be sent in early November of 2024. 